Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Today's guest is a great blessing. You'll be glad you heard this podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Our guest story is very relevant to current topics being discussed all around our country and overseas. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Now, if you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in California and Colombia. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Our guest today is our friend Ola. Now, some of the things that we will discuss are very controversial these days, especially if we don't remember that the salvation of Elohim is for all people. Mm -hmm. Please listen closely to what Ola has to say. Ola is not the type of person to just accept what he hears. He loves to search a matter out. When he did that, Ola learned things that changed the way he sees himself and his worldview. Let's get into Ola's story. Tim, roll that tape. So we're here with Brother Ola, and just to tell a story very quickly, Brother Ola attends the same Messianic Jewish uh, synagogue that that we go to. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be talking to Brother Ola after one Shabbat service, and I asked him about where he's from, and as he explained it, uh, my heart began to race, thinking, oh my goodness, um, I had no idea. So we're going to just ask Brother Ola a few questions, and let him give his story. So thank you for your time, brother. We're really grateful. Thank you. I really am happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you're not originally from the States. Please tell us where are you from? Well, um, once again, I really want to thank you for this opportunity given to me uh, to be able to um, actually uh, respond uh, to your questions. Uh, originally, I'm from Nigeria, mm-hmm. uh, and that is west uh, coast of Africa, mm-hmm. western part of Africa. And uh, Nigeria, I belong to one of the major ethnic group, which is um, strongly called Yoruba, but it's actually Yahoruba. Um, Yahoruba actually traced their um, origin now not all of them but majority traced their origin back to um, the land of Israel ah mm. that's where the Yah comes from yeah that's where the Yah come from the land of Israel mm. and um, Yoruba traditions customs uh, way of life reflected the Hebrew traditions I mean reflected Hebrew way of life mm-hmm. let me give you an example yes please like the issue of uh, um, circumcision okay mm-hmm. it is every Yoruba male has to be circumcised it is mm-hmm. and um, thereafter the marriage is too uh, the marriage uh, pretty much like what you have in Asian days where 
you have intermediary just like uh, Abraham mm -hmm. um, said his um, oh his servant his servant mm -hmm. yes the same thing in Yoruba culture you you cannot just see a woman aside or a young lady aside and say you love her you want to marry her no even when you see her you still have to come back to your parent so oh, the parent, your parent will send an emissary to go to her there. family you know to find out but then she going to her family also to find out uh actually included a lot of things that the family discovered they will want to know what kind of family is that mm -hmm. woman's family yeah. the same thing the woman's family want to know what home that Dora is going to mm -hmm. so it's you know it, there's no different between um when it comes to the marriages mm -hmm. um no different at all the way the hebrew that you talk of you remember when eliezer i think that is the yes mm -hmm. it's the servant yeah the servant so when eliezer presented a kind of gift yes. to rivka rebecca's mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. family mm -hmm. the same thing also in yoruba land oh boy yeah you have to what is called dowry mm -hmm. okay dowry simply mean an appreciation it is not you buy it your a daughter or him no it's an appreciation appreciation to show that um we are interested in your daughter oh, okay a guest of appreciation exactly so you yeah. you bring out mm -hmm. dowry something that is valuable in those days is gold too mm -hmm. you have to pay because what that's simply saying is that we really appreciated the fact that you take care of this daughter mm -hmm. of yours mm -hmm. in our culture in a way of life to be able to become a woman mm -hmm. because the belief of yoruba like the ancient hebrew is that a woman is a nation oh wow say a woman is a nation you don't treat a woman the way you treat a man because she's a nation mm -hmm. okay and the belief of the yorubas is that if any home or any community any society any nation is going to be good then you have to trace back to the woman oh because the woman uh starts the early education for the child or for the children so well we have gone very far from those ways in our country we yes. don't value women to that degree you know um, especially in our urban cultures it seems that we make music about women and we refer to them with disrespectful names and um, we have fallen very far from what you're describing yes well unfortunately also I think uh, the Western culture also, don't forget that uh, the European came to Africa mm -hmm. to colonize Africa. Mm -hmm. And when they came to Africa, they brought in their culture. Mm -hmm. Okay, The culture also do have a very negative influence on the Hebrew tradition. Mm -hmm. of African people. So you have the same thing almost here now, except you can only get that kind of a decency when you go into the rural area. 
Uh, yes, where you still have that way of life. But then, but up to this level, you cannot um, marry any Yoruba woman without you getting to know one another. Mm -hmm. Because they used to believe that when you are marrying a woman from any family, yeah. you are not just marrying that woman. You are married to the family. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Not the woman. Wow. Yeah, you love the woman quite right. Good. But you are, because they see her family as your family when you come together as one. Mm -hmm. A heart. Mm -hmm. So they have to be able to treat her family with dignity and respect. Mm. Yes. Wow. Are there other ways that the Yoruba reflect the culture of the Hebrew people? Yes, in almost in different way. But you know, just like when the Hebrew people mm -hmm. disobey the Torah. Yes. Okay. Remember what Abba pronounced on them oh, that right. they will serve the day, the mighty one of the nation in which they reside. Mm -hmm. Okay, they will serve them. Okay, they will serve the their deity. The same thing affected. Yes. Okay, but then um, when they came to Africa, they succeeded also in mingling with. Um, the natives too, yes, and thereby studying their way of life, and to some extent eroding mm -hmm. um, some aspect of Hebrew culture. Mm -hmm. But I think I can say sixty-five percent of um, objectively Hebrew way you can still find it among the Yorubas. Wow! Yes. Wow, that's yes. Uh, yes. that's interesting. That's not the model that we see in media. You know, to think that someone with dark skin might be associated with the chosen people that's not a that's not something that we see in media well yes the, it is the, uh, uh, let me put it in this way um the mainstream media has put in a false narrative of people of uh, color mm -hmm. actually and when you put up a false narrative which is not the, the narrative of uh, uh, colored people, mm -hmm. and that is what you have. The African or the Hebrew uh, do not have chance to present, to be able to give their own narrative. Right. Okay. It is someone else who is doing that for us. Mm -hmm. So then along the line, you have the, if not the mix up of if you, you have the mixed up or outright falsehood, mm -hmm. and that is what the mainstream media are presenting. And I, and I would say that majority of them do not even know what they are talking about, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. They don't even know the history. They don't even know African people. Don't forget that most of the, um, the historical books are written by Europeans' author. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. So, you can narrate what you don't have, the story that you don't have. And that is what the mainstream media are doing today. They are still pursuing what we call new colonialist mindset mm -hmm. narrative mm -hmm. to the people of color. Mm -hmm. 
okay so for them to look at them as not people of you know of the book yes yes well you know i'm beginning to wonder here miss uh brother Ola, let me ask you this question definitely want to get back to more of um the culture and the history and the background uh, but I'm wondering what your road was like and how did you discover Yeshua, the Messiah? Because many people could be Hebrew and they could be like many of the modern Jewish people who don't recognize that Yeshua is the Messiah. But uh, what was your walk and how did you how did you meet Yeshua? Yes, um, thank you so much for actually um, asking me that question and bringing me back to how I came into meeting, um, well, we call it Yeshua, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yahusha. Okay, Yahusha. Yahusha. Yes. Yahusha. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me let me let me give you a little background of, of me too. Okay. I came from also Christian background because mm-hmm. my parents actually were Hebrew, but along the line, they converted to Christianity. Mm. of Baptist extraction. Really? They are Baptist, yes. I wonder why they felt they had to convert. Because um, you have to understand that uh, when the colonialists came to Africa, mm-hmm. they brought, not only did they come to colonize, but they came with their own religion, Yes. which is Christianity. Mm-hmm. And the deal is that if you don't accept Jesse, Jesus, you will be skimmed out of ten or entirely eliminated. No oh boy. Or killed. What? Yes. If you don't accept, they've destroyed the whole community because those co- the community refused to accept. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Christianity came with blood mm-hmm. to Africa. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who don't want to die have to, even though it is not what they want to do, but they have to convert because mm-hmm. to for them to be able to preserve their seed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they have to convert, and that is what happened. Mm-hmm. And um, my father became a Baptist. And he became a deacon in the Baptist church. Mm-hmm. So that was how I was raised as yes. a Baptist. Mm-hmm. But along the line, um, when in my 20s, I left Baptist to join Apostolic. It's called Christ Apostolic Church. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's like an apostolic, mm-hmm. you know. Apostolic. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I joined Apostolic. And then um, I became a choir leader, a Sunday school teacher, and a youth leader oh, boy. for so many years. Mm-hmm. But when I get admission into college, I was introduced to education and philosophy mm-hmm. and a way of life. So I started having different view about religion and all that. Mm-hmm. So, but then I began to withdraw gradually from Christianity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I was doing that to the point that 
to some extent I stopped going to church but then I still refer to myself as Christians and all that <laughs> I do have a Christian name which my parents gave me <laughs> I intentionally dropped that Christian name when I you know uh, but then dropping the Christian name actually does not you know means that you know I've seen no. Yeshua at that time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's well, like I'm a nationalist you. thing mm -hmm. yes that, I understand yeah so I dropped the Christian name out of my from my name mm -hmm. completely mm -hmm. so then I actually for some time I withdrew completely from um, from uh, um, Christian way of life and all that, I begin to embrace the culture of my people. I begin to embrace the the the, the way of life mm -hmm. of my people, mm -hmm. which to some extent, even though I I discover that is very similar, close to the to the Hebrew to the. Uh, because I've I stopped reading the New Testament and I focus on the Old Testament mm -hmm. at that time, mm -hmm. and I have no idea of what it is. I don't I don't even know that I'm wow. reading about my own people. Wow. <laughs> but then I start to do comparison analysis, my mm -hmm. culture, the Hebrew culture, and all that. So when I retired, I had my children here. Mm -hmm. They grew up here, all here of them. In the States. Yeah, uh, in the States. And, you know, I left them. I retired to Nigeria. So, in 2017, my children said, okay, you know that? If you don't come back to here, to America, just forget about us. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I decided and I came back to U.S. So, when I came back to U.S., I was still attending occasionally in a church. Mm -hmm. So, I feel guilty sitting down at home and all that. But something happened. To me personally, mm -hmm. okay, and probably let me put it in this way: all those years that I'm in Christianity, of Christianity, probably I do not know who I am. Mm -hmm. See, I do not know who I am. I was defined by what they say I am, but I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. And on um, May. 27th, I had a dream. That's what brought me to Yeshua. Mm -hmm. I had a dream. So in my dream, I was in a very spacious office. Okay. okay. I was inside that office. As I was about to go out of that office, I saw a gentleman sitting at the center of that office. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I say, why would I go like in African uh, tradition? When you see an elderly person or you see somebody, you want to say hi to them before you get out. Yes, so I right. went back. I didn't open the door. I went back to say hello. But the man that I saw looked like the vice president of Nigeria. But it's not him. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what I saw with him was the fact that he has a woolen, white woolen air. Mm -hmm. White woolen air. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he, he said to me, you are calling me a wrong name. And I was shocked. And I said, oh, what do you mean? He repeated it again. You are calling me a wrong name. And I said to him, but what is your name? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And he said, look, 
you know, the name was boldly written like a, you know, <laughs> on the wall, <laughs> on the wall, oh, and it was written in Paleo Hebrew. I don't even know it's Paleo Hebrew. Mm. The name was written in Paleo Hebrew, ancient mm -hmm. Hebrew. Mm -hmm. He said, "That is my name. You call me this. Don't call me the name you call me. Call me this." Mm -hmm. And as I was about to turn back, I woke up. Wow, that's some dream. Wow. And I was confused. I don't know what to do. I had so much. I think I woke up around um, 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was so confused. I was sweating. What is this? I don't know who to approach. Mm -hmm. I don't know who to talk to. Now, a quick question. Yes, sir. It sounds like you had never read any descriptions in the Bible of someone with white hair. No. So you didn't have that as I a don't background. Have that, it, I don't have that background at all. Okay, got you. Please you know. go ahead. Mm -hmm. So, and I was just thinking, who will I call? Who will I speak to? I don't know who, who is going to, like, Daniel or Yosef, Yosef, who is going to interpret this to me? Mm -hmm. So... But then I remember when I was doing my postgraduate here in this country, mm -hmm. I remember that I used to have an instructor, a professor, a professor of uh, uh, international relations. Yes. And I know that every Friday, when, when the sun goes down, he doesn't want to do anything with you. I remember that. That mm -hmm. came to my mind. Mm -hmm. But how will I contact him. How will I get him? I have no idea of how to get him. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, the, but then I remember my uh, my classmate, who also now a professor. Mm -hmm. I quickly called him, and I said, "Do you remember Professor Allen?" Oh, he said, "Oh, yes, I professor. I talked to him and I said, and I asked him, where is he?" And I said, oh, "You know, he has retired." And I said, how, how are we going to get him? I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, he said, mm -hmm. what? What's going on with you? I said, listen, I'm in trouble. I need to get him. <laughs> okay, so okay, can you come? So he is teaching um, at Southern University mm -hmm. yeah, in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. So he asked me to come. I went. He said, let's go to, you know, let's go to our postgraduate faculty and find out Maybe you can get his phone number there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we went, and luckily we got his phone number. Nice. <laughs> so the phone number was given to me, mm -hmm. and I called him. He, you know, five or ten years ago, that was when I did my first graduate. Mm -hmm. And he remembered you. And he didn't remember initially, but when I say you remember Ola, he quickly picked up and said, "Ola," I said, "Yes." Mm -hmm. <laughs> And he said, Allah, how are you? So we greeted normally and all that. And I said, Prof, I'm in trouble. He said, what happened? What's, what's the problem? And I narrated the dream to him. Mm -hmm. For good five minutes, this man was silenced on phone. He did not utter a word to me. Mm -hmm. When he eventually opened his mouth, he said, Ola, that is the name of the Father that he revealed to you. Mm. Wow. And he said, you have no choice. 
And I said, but prof, father revealed his name to me. How will I know him? He laughed and he said, okay, you know, I, you remember, he said, I was, he used that word, I was an orthodox um, Jew. Mm -hmm. But now I'm no longer orthodox Jew. I follow, that was the first time I heard him saying, I follow Yeshua. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean by Yeshua? Because I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know his name. Mm -hmm. He said that is the real name of Hebrew Messiah. Mm -hmm. That's what wow. he said to me. Mm -hmm. He said that is the real re name of Hebrew Messiah. I said, Prof, then what can I do? And he said, are you ready to come to New Jersey? And I said, Prof, anywhere you want me to come, I will come. So I went to him. And I was able to spend good three months. I was just shuffling between Connecticut and New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So from there, he actually um, introduced me to this way. Oh, wow. But I would say that it was Father himself that brought me to him. Mm -hmm. He just used him as an instrument to know him. Oh my goodness. To teach you the way, yeah. Yeah, to, exactly, to teach me the way. So uh, he must have some plans for you if he interrupted your life with a dream and showed you his name in Paleo-Hebrew when you were already, you know, somewhat of a, a Christian and, you know, you knew about God and you knew about Jesus. But for some reason, he showed you his name in Hebrew. That's remarkable. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think he has been grooming me on even known to me. I think I had a training grand like, as I said, that in Christianity, I am a Sunday school teacher mm -hmm. um, and uh, a choir master. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that actually gave me the background to understand more of him. Uh, when, when, he, when I finally started to learn about the Asian way, because that's how my rabbi used to call it. Mm -hmm. He would say the Asian parts. Go back yes. to the ancient parts. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. So, so you are not going to go into... He doesn't believe in modern Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Even though he, he knows modern Hebrew very well. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to have done this to me for me. <laughs> but then he doesn't want me to go because he, he believes that the modern Hebrew is more of a... Uh, Aramaic mm -hmm. uh, language. Mm -hmm. So, and at the time he wanted to take me into all this, you know, um, Yeshua called him in. Mm -hmm. So he died. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, well, 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 but still, it sounds like the father used him while he was living. Yes, yes. To get a message to To get a message to me and for me to know uh, his real way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let, let me put it. He actually, uh, it, it's like when um, Abba called Shaul. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, when he called him, he asked him to go to um, a followers of 
Yeshua in uh, Damascus. Yes, they yes. will tell you what exactly. you need to do. What you need to do, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he told me what I need to do and how to do it. So he started actually taking me into the Asian part. So we are in this learning curve mm-hmm. when he died. Okay. Brother Ola's story is amazing. He started as a Baptist became an apostolic, researched his culture, found a connection to the covenant people of Israel, received a divine visitation from the Messiah, telling Ola to call him by a different name, and his retired professor ended up pointing Ola to Yeshua. We've heard multiple red pill stories in which a believer was changed when they heard the name Yeshua. Mm -hmm. There is something about that name. Amen, Daddy. When we find him, we can know who we really are, and we can know our purpose in this world. It sounds like Ola was living a good Christian life when Yeshua challenged him to change. Let's ask our listeners, what would you do if you discovered the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and ignore a message you know came from the Creator Himself? Or would you take the red pill and simply follow His instructions, whatever He has to say? Only you can answer that question. A word from Yeshua is so precious, not to be taken lightly. I love Brother Ola's tenacity to find out what the name is and what it means for him personally. We all need to be like Brother Ola. There's more to Ola's story, and you won't want to miss it. So far, we have plenty to think about. Please listen again and share Red Pill Torah with a friend. Thanks for spending at least a few more extra minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where you can handle the truth.